UFOs, Bigfoot, paranormal input. Go ahead now, get mystical. Mystery and magical. UFOs, not typical. Bigfoot, not typical. You ask me why I'm skeptical. I say questions are questionable. Is the truth alien to you? Alien to get my message through. Aliens might message you. Aliens are sliding through. The wild signal we're plotting to. Algorithms they find is true. Typical. Skeptic. Shut Got no time for no petty germs, pandemic, a pandemic turn, horror still in Amityville, Bayonet in Gettysburg, Mothman, TNT, Factory, Red Eyes, Loki, Dogman, howling in the street, I'm typically skeptic of what I see, Voodoo Hoodoo in New Orleans, Thunderbird, Swamp Thing, is it real, I was wondering, typical, skeptic, show, typical, skeptic, show, uh, hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Typical Skeptic Podcast. I, I have a fascinating guest back with me today. I think this is the third time she's been on my show. I have with me Tess Clark um, of Mythos Decoded. Uh, a little bit more about Tess. She's of Basque, Cantalonian, Italian, French, and Prussian descent, raised in Mexico and lived in several countries in North America and Europe, recently returned to the U.S. after spending years in Scandinavia, and now looking for a small community of like-minded truth seekers. And she's an inquisitive and skeptic mind with a thirst for knowledge. She's an independent researcher, self-published author, artist, web designer, video producer, stargazer, philosopher, nature lover, creative and artistic, empathic, with a bit of an animal whisperer. She's very fortunate to travel with her family around the world, which she continued to do throughout her life in hopes of finding her Shangri-La. And we can get more into her background, but she's she started this website called Mythos Decoded, where she really delves deeply into the ancient mythos of the world, which, you know, a lot of it's more like truth is what we're finding out now. And she really specializes in the electric universe theory, the Anunnaki, world mythologies, ancient texts, you know, any, everything from Gnostic texts to the Sumerian texts to the Vedic scriptures, and she covers all that. Anti, Anti-Diluvian civilizations, so... Um, yeah, with all that said, I want to give her a big warm welcome to the show. And by the way, guys, if it looks like I'm looking away from Tess, it's the way these this Zoom setup is. Like, I, it's it's hard to explain. Like, I could be looking this way, but it's hard for me to, I don't know. So I'm, I don't want you guys to think that I'm not paying attention to my guests. But uh, with all that said, I want to give Tess a big warm welcome to the show. Tess, thank you for joining me. How are you? Hi, Rob. I'm doing great. Yeah. Um, I, I hear a little something weird with your voice. Do you have something going on or or it's, uh, the, it's a distortion? I, yeah, I, I heard that too. I don't know what that is. Like, I don't know if that's... Uh, that was strange. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what that is. Honestly, I, I hear like a fan or something. Like, or, is that what you mean or what? No, it was like your voice was hoarse. Oh, well, I, I don't know. Maybe... Anyways, you know, okay. Maybe it's I'm better getting now. Sick. It's better now. Okay. <laughs> but but um. So where did you want to start off today? Do you want me to share a screen? I have your um. Hold on. I have this pulled up. Wait. Let me see if I can find it. Okay. The PDF. Yeah, I have it here. I I thought I had it here. Um. Let me see here. Let me see if I can do this. Can you see that? Um, it says search the web. Now it should come up now. 
Can you see your website or your, your thing that you're not yet? I wonder. It's probably this, the screen. Do you have two screens or just one? I just have one. Let me try it again. Hold on. I can edit this out if we have to. I'll, yeah, I'll sure. try to share screen again. And okay, I'll, I'll hit this. That should work. One sec. I think it works now. Yes, do you can you can you um, zoom in? So uh, it's the whole size where it says automatic zoom. Is that yeah, better? Or you can just click the pause the plus. Yeah, click the plus a little more so it fills the whole screen. So do 125%? Yeah, until Is it fills better? the whole. Yeah, try one more. Okay, go, go up to go 150. A little higher. Yeah. But then the page is cutting out. But is no, that... no, yeah, do a little, you can zoom. zoom Even out. more? No, zoom out. Zoom out, okay. I think yeah, that's perfect. That's good. Okay, so I mean, I, I don't want to be like similar to leak project, but we are going to be covering stuff that you kind of covered in your leak project interview, like, um, because it, it's it's important information that kind of needs to get out. It's kind of the subject of like, did the gods once walk with men? And you've kind of come up with, you know, some evidence that, that kind of shows that is, and, it, and it, it might be different than what other researchers have uh, come up with. Is that is that correct? Yes. Well, when you read the um, all the ancient philosophers, Plato, Socrates, Pythagoras, all of them, all the people that you can find that were living, you know, in Greek and Roman times, they all speak of the gods being terrestrial human-like beings that walked with humans and lived with humans. Now, maybe they chose to be up away from the crowds later on or in certain times. Um, so they had their mountains, Mount Olympus. They like to be up high in mountains because in mountain ranges. And that's why Tibet has Shangri-La and, you know, all these places, most of them, not all of them, were high on high ground. It was because it was safer than being at the ocean level for floods when there was floods and so they liked that and they had their forests around them that were just reserved for themselves so they didn't want anyone around them and yes then they had some cities where you could see like in um, Babylon you see the temples that were actually their homes there were their mansions and where the hanging gardens of Babylon for example are it was just gorgeous um, ziggurats, which were like pyramids, pyramid-like temples. So they were either close to humans, but always surrounded by walls, and and they also were far away. So sometimes they didn't they didn't want to be seen. And then they had their middlemen, which were the um, the um, rulers, you know, the high priests, and they were the kings. But they could be either seen or unseen, depending on the times and the place timeline and if you want you can go back and forth you can like sh stop sharing and go back to sharing yeah i want to so. i wanted to bring something up with you i wanted to see what you thought about this like and, and uh I, but 
do you uh, okay uh, here's how i would put this like uh, gerald clark the researcher he wrote the book the anunnaki of nibiru i think i've brought him up before we and you i'm sure you know he is he he, he was on rex's show a bunch of times he died you know but he he would always say that um you know he would talk about the ziggurats and that 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 that, that, that the humans would made the ziggurat temples for the gods and he said that if you look at the 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 the, the situation with abraham or Abram, as, as they, he was called, he said his father, Tara, worked in the Ziggurat temple, or he was a priest in the Ziggurat temple for whatever god was there in the city of Ur, which he thought might have been Enlil. So then he tied that maybe the gods were responsible for starting all the religions, because he, he was thinking, well, if Enlil could have, that could have tied Enlil to Yahweh. So there's a lot of speculation there, but do you know where I'm going with that? And do you think that has any fact to it, or is that not right yes well definitely actually what i know about the tower of babel which is which is that you know famous tower that got destroyed around uh mm, well that was during the time as per velikovsky during the time of the mercury event that town um was built by ninurta who was known as nimrod of the bible and there are two nimrods in the bible Nimrod A and Nimrod B. Nimrod A would be Adad, the son of Elil, and Nimrod B would be Gilgamesh. That's that's what I know. And they are, you know, because Gilgamesh is descended from both, well, he has Inanna, that is the son of Nanar. So he's a descendant technically of Ninurta, which is the same lineage of Enlil. But um, so definitely they were there. And what I know about Terra, um, the father of Abraham or Abram or Ibram, that um, was 2100 BC approximately, and the ziggurat was rebuilt because it had been destroyed during the time of the Mercury events. So he rebuilt it, and that was when uh, actually Jupiter, Neptune, and Venus were approaching Earth, close approaching. So they were observatories. It was a, a tower to do. Um, astronomical observations to make astronomical observations and I don't know if that answers your question but definitely they were living you know at the time uh, during the same time frame as these other rulers that we know of in, in the bible so do you would you would you do you think that these Anunnaki or these gods or whoever they were could have been possibly responsible for starting the three Abrahamic religions or do you think they might have had a hand in it if you had to speculate yes Yes, yes, the Abrahamic religions are come from Abraham. <laughs> so, and they were descendants. If you look at my lineages, there's other uh, videos and ebooks that people can go and read or watch the videos that I have an Odyssey, um, besides the videos that I have made with Rex. These ones, um, you can tell the bloodline goes, it's, Abraham is a descendant of Noah, who is a descendant of, you know, if you trace back the lineages, they go all the way up to Adam and Eve, or Seth, uh, sorry, Cain and Lilith, or Cain, you know, the line of Cain. So either or, you know, there's uh, factions that fight again, uh, as always, as usual, uh, saying, no, this lineage is correct, and then no, that lineage is incorrect. But they're almost the same when you look at the at the family trees of Cain and um, through Seth, uh, 
Adam and then Seth. So they're very, very similar. Now, which one is correct? I don't know, but they would technically be the ancestors. So one of them had to be the ancestors and it goes down to Abraham. And so definitely they created the, the religion since, since actually the time, according to Diodorus Siculus, since the time of um, pre-Atlantis pre or pre-flawed. Um, and that would be um, the god Uranus. That's how he calls him, Uranus, which who also represented the planets and he was the father of all the, the Atlanteans, the Atlas and and all the other children, um, Heliopolis and and Diodorus Siculus has a really, really good description of Atlantis, much deeper than Plato, much more detailed. And um, so I like his work just because he's so detailed about that. And he always tells you that the gods created religion, the religion rights, they made uh, humans live they rounded them up in cities and they taught them everything that we know pretty much everything about civilization that we consider civilization everything comes from them that's fascinating um now that what i wanted to show the the audience here was um these these uh these charts that you've kind of made here that showed that humans came from the gods now this is interesting. Um, can you talk about these charts a little bit and what you were able to uncover? Like, I know they, 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 they're kind of self-explanatory. Like, this is Illus, the founder of Troy, which would go down to Aphrodite, and then um, they would go from God to human, right? Is what, what this is going? Is that? Like somebody... Yes, these are, well, you can go always to mythology, to Theoe, uh, theoe.com, and I have all the links in my website for useful links where people can go and see the sources, as well as some of my, of my PDFs. Most of my PDFs have this information, well, the ones that talk about the, the gods and, and back, back then and mythologies. These ones are actually from a guy who makes really great videos, and they're called his channel is called Useful Charts. And um, he actually put up these charts to, together from what you can find online from the mythologies and the books. And this was the kings of Rome. So yes, if you look back and also what I have, I mean, if you just go and read Caesar, Julius Caesar online, you type Julius Caesar, and then you try to find his, his ancestors, he said, and all the all the Caesars, they said that they were descendants from Venus, Aphrodite, uh, who was a, a woman. She had to be a woman. It couldn't be a planet. So you know, for a woman to give birth to mankind, to men or rulers, they had to be humans. So yeah, what is I discovered. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, what I discovered is that they were very similar to humans, except that they might have been taller, um, had green, uh, not green eyes, but blue eyes, blonde, red hair, RH negative blood, most of them, but there were also some of them that had dark brown hair. They were not all just uh, red and uh, reddish, burgundy and blonde. So they were the different types, but the bloodline, the, the blood type, the RH negative, ORH negative would have come from them as well yeah I'm, I'm o negative i don't know if i ever told you that i don't mm -hmm. think that's anything special though right that's like it's rare but it's not like you know well it is pretty rare it's only about five uh, percent of the world's population have 
Rh negative. And it's just because it's recessive, so it gets lost and it, they're all positive. There's a lot of hybrids, but you cannot know because the positive will show up. You might have one negative allele. So there are a lot of negative uh, or hybrid humans, but they don't know because they don't either you know, test or they don't know if their parents are, one of them is negative. If one of the parents is RH negative, definitely the child should be a hybrid if he's not negative. That's interesting. So in your chart here, it shows like Priam, the last king of Troy, and then it shows the founder of Carthage. Like, so were, were all these, do all these, um, so I guess Rome goes back to Troy, like that would have been Romulus and Remus would have been, is that, is that right? Well, um, yes, there is that story. What I know about that uh, from Troy is that, for example, King Dardanos, which is really interesting because Dardanos, and I mentioned him because he's a grandfather of the founder of Troy, whose name was Trojan. Dardanos was mentioned in Plato's Timaeus and Critias, which is the story where he got the, the, the sinking of Atlantis and the time frame, the timeline for the sinking of Atlantis. And everyone says that Atlantis sank uh, 9,000 years ago, because Plato said 9,000 years ago, during the life of Dardanos, King Dardanos and Critias. But if you go back and count, Critias and Dardanos were alive, were the grandfather of Troy, the founder of, of or Troy, what, what did I say? Troyas, the founder of Troy, and Troy was founded around 1100 BC. So to be the grandfather, he could not have not lived too far back. He was only three generations before so he the, the correct time timing counting 9000 years would be lunar years which takes you back to around 1400 1500 no later than 1200 and those would be months so then it makes more sense so instead of 400 years would be 40 years so 40 years is much shorter right and it makes more sense so allegedly and i mentioned that because it's really good to then link the correct timeline of the sinking of atlantis and the foundation of troy so Troyas was the grandson of um, Dardanus. He founded Troy, and then he escaped doing the destruction of Troy, which was all of these destructions had been because of planetary interactions with Earth and either Jupiter, Neptune, um, Saturn way before that was like during the time of Noah's flood, but around the time of Dardanus, it could have been according to the Iliad and the Odyssey, uh, Mars, Venus, uh, Jupiter, Neptune, and other moons um, and comets that were moons seen as uh, comets, behaving like comets. And, um, and then uh, Aeneas, who was a prince of Troy, had to escape. And I think Dido is around that time, escapes around that time too, or dies. Um, I can't remember. I think she dies. And, um, but Aeneas goes to, to survive. He has to flee he goes to Rome or yes, close to Rome and they give him somewhere to, to stay. And, uh, but yes, the, found, the founders, uh, Romulus and Remo were probably there just a little bit before, you know, allegedly there's that story that they were fed by a wolf. Um, so they would survive, but, um, so yes, that timeline is around then and Yes, they tell you they, they were descended from these from the gods. So the gods had to be real humans. 
Yeah. Now, in your research, do you think that they were just like kind of like offshoots of us? Do you think they weren't like Homo sapiens sapien, or do you think they might have been the figures with the elongated skulls, or what? What do we think they might have been, the gods? Well, um, some people say um, scientists. Some people say that it's the Neanderthals and the Denisovans. But there's also something interesting. You know, there's a lot of theories and people that know um, this Tautia woman talks about and other people talk about the um, homeo I mean, and m many different types of skeletons and skeletons that they have been found. Um, I don't want to mention them all because people already know what I'm talking about. But basically what was going on as well is that there was mutations and humans were shrinking. So I don't know if they might have been looks like they were the Anunnaki were the Denisovians and the or the Denisovans and the um, Neanderthals just because scientists say that the blue eyes and the red hair comes from the Neanderthals and the elongated skulls I think um, that either that was also a mutation or a type of people that came from Mars um, and Tutankhamun was, for example, an elongated skull. People know the family, his whole family is shown with his, uh, the, the skeletons. You know, when you see the statue without the hairdress and even the, the, the skull, it has an elongated skull. And I also made an, a video or an article about that. So it could have been a, a species that came around that time from Mars. Um, I don't know, it could be genetic genetic mutations. Tutankhamun allegedly was a, uh, a type of A, uh, blood type, A negative. And he and his family died from, uh, what was it? Smallpox? No, wait, one of measles? No, not measles, smallpox. Anyways, one of those diseases that kills a, a lot of people that O negatives do not succumb to there they are like basically it doesn't hurt them but a and b's tend to be more susceptible to that so that's what i know about tutankhamun that's interesting now now do you in your leak project interview you said that there was a possibility that these beings might have had the ability to shape shift as well well you know there's uh <laughs> i've never seen these people uh, detail to have shape-shifted for reals, like like in reality. But there are stories that th this is the thing that, that these people were telling humans that they were all powerful, all-knowing, and all um, omnipotent, omnipresent, and omniscient, just like we talk about God. That's what they told humans. So they pretended, they pretended, they had to pretend that they were really, really powerful. Now they did have some amazing technology, so they could have fooled humans and humans, you know, would have believed everything. And uh, there is a lot of stories from like the shamanic, the shamanic stories, which the shamans also stem from, from these people. Don't, don't be fooled that they were just like humans coming up with their own rights and, and uh, you know, ideas to eat these plants so they could have hallucinations, basically, which they call visions. They come all from from the same people. These are actually the Enki and Ia lines, the, the shamanic people. 
the shamans, which were like high priests. So uh, what else was I going to say about the, the way they looked? Oh, oh the shape shifting. Yes. So they would tell these to humans, but honestly, I don't think they did like to be honest. Now, maybe if someone is like high on some psychedelic uh, plant or they're having a psychedelic trip, then maybe they can see things. But if that's true, that's very different. That's very, very, very different. And now they did see things in the sky that look like serpents and animals and in heaven, plasma formations and on the um, atmosphere of Earth. So people were told those those are the gods and you know the petroglyphs of the Hopi and everywhere in the United States and everywhere around the world that looked like humans. They always kind of put them like with human head and arms and legs uh, because the they thought that they were the gods so they kind of like painted them like humans but it doesn't mean that they were humans they were plasma formations that look like like people and then they thought they're the gods you know they're the gods because they can do anything so they would tell people that they would shape shift so people would be really paranoid because wouldn't it be a great idea let's say that now like they are observing you and hearing you and listening to your conversations and like with drones and satellites they can see what you're doing or everyone's doing allegedly and the you know the cameras in your computer and your smart tvs before they didn't have that technology per se but they would tell people you know if you see an owl or an eagle or a, a tiger or a snake it's all so we can hear you and we can see everything you're doing so you never know so I think that would be a really good way a, to make a form people. of control is what you're saying. They they use that to, to, to psych them out, to control them. That's kind of what you're saying, right? Yes. And nothing That's has changed. You just have to go back, see what's going on, and then go back. Now, what's what what is what that is going on? Well, that's what's going on, right? Full control. Full control of what you do, what you think, what you say. So it's it's always been the same thing. They, they really, really like to control. They're like, they, they get high on control. Do you think it's the same beings like controlling us today? Do you think they survived or they maybe, maybe their offspring survived and they have like a, like a hand in our politics or something like that or? Oh, definitely. <laughs> yes, yes, and yes. So some of them might have, um, you know, mixed with humans. So they are the, the, the hybrid, the, the lineages of the, Yes, of Adam and Eve and all those people that every single king and from the Chinese to every everywhere around the world, you can trace back their lineages to the same people. And um, they go, yeah, they go back to the time of Adam and Eve. Basically, those are the hybrid lines when they started and they have different names in different places and then they got larger, you know, they, they had more and more children and then the, some of the people came and had uh, relations with some of the people of native people here and there and then they have new bloodlines like in China and uh, India and all of these places and in Mexico and, and old Mesoamerica and everywhere to Japanese but um, they I, I'm sure that they still had some of their their own um, you know uh, pure I guess pure pure Anunas have children because why would they die I, maybe they did mutate 
Now they did mutate, so they mutated together with humans and whatever life was on the planet. So whomever stayed here, they, I would say they would have had to mutate and uh, everything was changing. All life was changing and all the ancient texts tell you that. And sometimes they were real chimeras or very strange animals. But I think that was also because there were a lot of cosmic radiation happening on the planet. Not necessarily that they were doing DNA testing like everyone thinks. And everyone thinks that because they don't know, most people don't know about catastrophism and how much uh, catastrophes and cosmic rays have um, caused mutations and changes on Earth and how that we talked about the what some people call the canopy, whatever, the vapor canopy, that was basically the infrared light of the star, which could have been Saturn or Uranus or both of those, or even passing by Jupiter. They had, they all, the, all of them had infrared light before they had a plasma sheath, just like a red or brown dwarf star. So that would have been really different and, and all animals and life would have changed and the big eyes, you know, that animals, some animals have nocturnal animals and just like the skeletons of the Neanderthals, they had really big eye sockets that would help you be able to see in a type of green, not green, uh, red infrared um, type of frequencies. Yeah, um, what would you were saying here? Well, I kept this up, this page up. I don't know if you can see it. It says uh, that, that that it says upon the column set up in the zodiac lamb by Thoth, the first Hermes. So Thoth was actually a demigod. You're saying in here, and he set up um, the 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 he ruled over the people. I guess like was he a king or was he? Uh, what would you say? He's more like a demigod or. Well, Thoth was actually a god. So whenever you see that, the word god, that means they were pure blooded. They were Anunas. And so he was an, an Anuna. And then here it tells you, if you keep reading, then it tells you the Manetho tells you who were the pre-flood gods. And then after the flood, they were the first demigods. So then that means human mixed with with the Anunas or the God, if you want to call it a, a God. See, dynasty of the demigods starts. Yeah, right this, this is. I, th I find this fascinating because it's like they they never gave the they never gave rulership to anybody who wasn't a part de Anuna, right? They, it was always a demigod or a god, right? Or is that correct? Well, the demigods were created to rule on their behalf. Yes, and they needed more. See, they were dying and they needed to uh, have more children and they they also always had many wives and they so there was a lot of children and they were like their backups because remember there was a lot of catastrophes so the more children they had each one of them then the more of a chance that they would be able to rule after the catastrophe or anywhere everywhere around the planet yeah but, but when, when i wanted to ask you about gilgamesh do you the, and nimpuabi they found both their tombs right and uh what do you think that tells us that that these people actually existed and where did they find their tombs that was uh sir leonard woolley in 1923 he went to excavate at ur in iraq the well he they found the royal tombs 
and they excavated around him and his wife also she was there helping um they actually got like hundreds hundreds of skeletons of royals and in in those uh and amongst those was the body of uh and the skeleton with a really large skeleton i don't think it was dolicocephalic it might have been but it was crushed unfortunately because you know there was catastrophe so her tomb got crushed and uh mescam landub who was um her husband was also found and all the gold and all the beautiful a ton of beautiful um artifacts from that time they found inscriptions on building on buildings that said gilgamesh so built by king gilgamesh so that also proved that he was there building um those buildings and um yes they were they were they were said to be goddess like the Ninpu Abi. that's what Sitchin wrote about and he wanted he was writing to the Smithsonian letters to have them do uh, the genetic testing on the bones but of course the, they would not you know pay attention to him they would not answer they just ignored his letters but he was trying to have them do the DNA testing to see what what came out yeah, I mean, speaking of Sitchin, how much, I mean, like, my, my two favorite books by Sitchin were the uh, the Wars of Gods and Men and the Lost Book of Enki. Like, how much reality do you think is is in that? Or or I guess what I'm trying to say is how much, how many liberties do you think, I'm sorry, there goes the hoarseness in my, now I see what you meant. I, there, I do have a frog in my throat, I'm sorry. <clears throat> um, How many liberties do you think uh, Sitchin took and like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, how much reality do you think is in those books? Well, you know, there there are a lot of other tablets that you can read directly from the Orac. Well, there's different places where you can read the translations of the tablets. And there's also a really good book or several books that I've read um, who are written by Noah, uh, Samuel Noah Kramer. Yeah. And he talks a lot about things that Sitchin spoke about. But, you know, I think what where Sitchin got wrong, but it wasn't his fault because he did not say the the um, the time frame was so long. It was whomever calculated the reigns uh, of Saros. And it says units, 3,600 units. A unit means a ones, ones, but it's not years. It could be one day right and because they mistranslated the length and we were uh we did not have the solar years until around um it's maybe 168 bc we didn't have the solar calendar so there was no solar years so whomever whomever thinks that every every everything that was measured in before bc was solar years is incorrect because that's not how they measure time they measure time by lunar months they had the lunar uh, metonic cycle and there's different names to these like the saros and shars but the shar and the saro in the 1700s um, Haley the astronomer Haley went and looked uh, at the information of the Chaldeans and then he wrote that saros meant um, I think 3600 I'm not sure now 3600 years I'm not sure but that was incorrect and then someone uh, who was a contemporary noticed that he had made a big mistake and they were trying to correct that 
uh, they didn't change it. So it stayed its stock since Haley made that calculation. But if you go now and read the length of a saddle, then you can see that it's equals 222 um, lunar months, which is 18. It was like an eclipse. It was measuring an eclipse of 222. Yes, it, it wasn't 3,600. It's 222 lunar months, and then that equals to 18.9 years, which is the metonic cycle, which all ancient sites measure as well. So he followed that date, and because he followed that, that date, like everyone else, then the life of the Anunas became super, super, super long. Like they said, they arrived here. Uh, 450,000 years ago or 250,000 years ago. And that's where they got from. And then the people who made the King's List or read the King's List, then they calculated the rain according to that calculation, which was erroneous. <laughs> that I go into this and all the people in ancient times knew this. And even Manetho uh, tells you and Diodorus tells you that the ancient year was a month, one month, so 30 days from new moon to new moon. That's how they calculated and counted time. But the other thing is that Sitchin, in my view, after reading all these texts from all these other mythologies around the world, worldwide mythologies, um, I think it was really spot on regarding the, besides the time frame, forget about the time frame and the timeline. And maybe Nibiru, he also kind of like misread what Nibiru was. But he was spot on that the Anunas were greedy, they came to Earth, they split Earth amongst themselves, they took humans as their property, and they make humans, they made humans pawns in their wars. So that is like, I have to give him kudos for that because that's a big thing. It's really important. And if we don't understand, don't understand that. We are never going to really understand the history of Earth, civilization, and, and the present, what's going on, and why all these constant, never-ending wars, and the religions, too. So who are we praying to? Why are we killing each other? Why are we fighting? You know, all of this, to me, would change if people really understood what, what was really going on. So that's what I like about Sitchin. But what I don't like um is that he also well you know he has many books and i read all of them and at the beginning is his older books he starts by saying oh all the destructions and catastrophes were caused by the nuclear wars between the gods the anunas and i was like no 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 he doesn't know about catastrophism and the the history of you know the, the earth and what, what was going on even though i do agree that they had amazing technology they probably had some kind of nuclear or laser even even better than nuclear they had all their technologies like giant lenses and and laser beams and they could direct and melt and you know just burn things um and they could control electromagnetism and with the pyramids and you know there's just amazing uh Actually, there is, speaking of the pyramids, there is this um, nuclear physicist called James McKenney that is theorizing that the pyramids were actually cold fusion. They were, they were doing cold fusion. And, um, and, and, you know, there's gold in, in mercury and many, many different um, kind of uh, 
high tech that is used now in other um, ways, but that is being related and found to the pyramids. So yes, they had that, but then there was also catastrophes. And what could happen is that just like now there's war and then there's catastrophes, they could blame whatever they want on either their enemies or back then they would blame it on the gods. So you would never know, you know, as a human and even know, uh, even right now, we don't know what is like man-made and what's natural because they're very similar. They could do a lot of similar things, not everything, but a lot of things. And um, so that's what I think about Sitchin. He was like right on in many things, but then towards the end actually of his books, when he was writing his later books, then he was actually blaming Nibiru, which actually could be any, any of the planets that have interacted previously with Earth because it means planet of crossing. That's what it means, crossing orbit. It doesn't mean just one planet. It's planet of crossing and it could be many. It could refer to Mercury, Jupiter, um, Venus, and I think Mars or another one, but I have it all in my, in my PDFs. And then he started saying Nibiru caused catastrophes as well. So I just gave him kudos and I said, okay, good. So he's starting to acknowledge that the planet that was coming by was causing catastrophes. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, I remember he met with like Robert Harrington of the Naval Observatory to like try to track Nibiru or something like that. I remember Gerald showed that. Well, a couple of things I wanted to go over that I thought was interesting. You, you mentioned like, who are these Anunnaki and who are we praying to? I know Billy Carson always says that when you say the word amen, you're actually saying amen to like giving credence to Amen Ra. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And you can actually go into, I also have an article uh, about this, the ossuary of Mary, Mary's ossuary and the Pythagoreans. Um, it has this, the round circle with a dot. Remember the symbol of the round circle with a dot in the yeah. middle? Well, that's the symbol of Marduk, which was also representing Jupiter. And Mary has it in, in her ossuary. So what that tells me is that Marduk and Lawrence Gardner, who talks about this, and he used also Sitchin's um, books, well, Sitchin's history and genealogy, and Sir Lawrence Gardner is, or was, he, he passed away recently. He was a royal genealogist, and he was Sir, actually, so Sir uh, Lawrence Gardner, um, and he said that they descended from the, well, the Scottish uh, line and all of, just like all of them, descended from the Anunas and the Scottish were descended from the line of Cain and um, Lilith. And so he talks about it just like it's normal, right? I think I might mention that with you. But he also talks about, um, uh, let's see, what else? Well, um, Wait, I was going to say, what does, what, 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 I've, I've often thought about Lilith and what her whole thing was in this. What is her, what would you say her, her, her role is in our history, Lilith? Well, she would be the Gnostic, um, like the Mary Magdalene mtDNA carrier of that line. And uh, Lawrence Gardner also talks about that really in detail because that's their bloodline. So he was he was doing writing the bloodline um, and looking into the bloodline for uh, the royal 
um, what was his name? Um, let's see, Nicolas Devere. Yes, Nicolas Devere. I think that's that's his name. And so he wanted to to prove to everyone that they were the rightful <laughs> the rightful heirs to rule the world. Like he, they should be the ones in charge, basically ruling the world over everyone. So they really think, you know, they are the ones that are supposed to be ruling over humans. They don't think humans can rule them themselves because they they think of humans on the planet as their property. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's how it is. But um, Lilith, he talks about, well, if you look at Lilith, she is really, um, and I have videos and ebooks very, very detailed on the bloodlines of, of this. So Lilith would be the, well, she is the niece of Inanna and they have the same empty DNA, which is passed mother to daughter. So their um, mother would be the wife of, wait a minute, is it the I wife of I was gonna say, Lilith? did Enki kind of get with Lilith too? Oh yeah. Because I know he got with a lot of women or, or yes, yes. Anunnaki women, human women. He, he was all over the place, right? Yes, allegedly Cain is the son of Enki with Lilith. Wow. So that shows our lineage right there. I mean, the, the, I mean, I, I guess this is the point. I guess what I'm trying to say is like when we think about like a lineage of the gods, like it, it, it kind of it's kind of woven all throughout our history. Like, um, like all these Bible characters, they go back to Anunnaki, all the uh, Sumerian records, and then kind of like all over the world it links up. I mean, I think um, I, I think uh, Matthew Lacroix talked about this. He says in the uh, Enki in the World Order tablet. He, he's, he's, Enki's talking to Anana, and he says in there that he says to her like what else could you want you have the whole world and but but in that I, I so they're having a conversation right but he says in that tablet I think it's that tablet he says that connects the Sumerian tablets to the Indus Valley which is like I'm not sure if that's provable or not but like what I'm trying to say is that I guess it would say that the, the, these gods were connected to the whole world that they were a, a whole worldly kind of group that were that kind of like you said right that they're they were birthing demigods and putting them in charge of our whole planet yes oh definitely yes yes they have they have been in power and they have stayed in power through their hybrid bloodlines now like i like you were asking and like i was trying to i mean i don't know anything for sure all of this is like speculations and yeah my opinion, of course, people, you know, that I don't think anyone knows for sure and certain and can prove anything, unfortunately, but I agree. If, you, if you read the text and you put two and two together and you join the dots, then maybe you can come up with a possible uh, series of events and just also from logic, using logic and looking at the world looking now at the world and the last uh, 200 years and then you go back further back and then things keep repeating it's like history repeats and repeats and repeats and they have the best um they have the best techniques so they keep using them and why not you know if something works we'll just keep using it and so what i think is that everyone either there are some people that now are unseen that are the pure bloodlines 
And honestly, living on planet Earth is a very tough place compared to living around a, a red or brown dwarf, which is what we experienced, could have experienced um, as just as recent as 6,000 years ago. Um, I, if I was them, I would go somewhere else. I would go to a, a red, to, to be orbiting, excuse me, to be orbiting a red or brown dwarf just because life is so much easier. Um, there's health benefits to living like that. And we discussed that in one of our previous uh, podcasts. And so I wouldn't stay on earth. Now, maybe some of them have decided to stay because it's beneficial or they had a lot of power or, or they were receiving a lot of good, um, I don't know, yeah, I guess power and control and they had just a lot of benefits. So they said, okay, we'll just stay here and we'll put up with a, whatever, whatever the crappy atmospheric situation and do a lot of experiments. You know, this is the planet of experiments and, and experimentation with everything. All life is being, as we know, experimented with. Yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to talk about that. I'm glad you brought that up. I was looking for that here. Like I was going to actually link to your video. I was going to show the, uh, the audience, well, we're not live, but I was going to show the audience your video to that that odyssey video you did on chimeras is that is that in here somewhere or is that uh yes if you are you in uh if you just go to to your other tab the odyssey tab. okay I'm, I'm syncing my youtube page right now i see i i uh i oh okay yeah. well if if you go to odyssey can you click on odyssey yeah, yeah i'll go i'll go to it right now it's what is open. it o d y E Odyssey. Yeah, right there. Odyssey. And then Mithos test, Clark Mithos decoded. Okay. I had also this stuff here if you want me to open it, but you can try. Um, I'll try. I, I sent you the links. You should have the links. Didn't I send you the links? Yes, I did. Yeah, you sent it. I, I, it's in my email, but it should open up. Um, I, I just I just decided to link all my videos to Odyssey because. Um, okay because I, I don't know if you you dealt with this too but i'm on rumble and rockfin and they uh they they uh they're they're uh they're like real very political you know what i mean whereas odyssey seems to have a little bit more of like the kind of stuff that like you talk about and then they they'll get into like oh i mean like the more paranormal stuff do you like it over there yes yes it's 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 good it's good i like yeah. it okay so go to odyssey and you can search search um to search for my name because it might be not... running slow because like we're um because we're oh okay that's okay but um do you want to just talk about what you talked about in that book like or in that in that video like you were talking you were talking about chimeras in that video correct like yes i showed several i showed several um examples of um well if you want i can try you can close these and i can try yeah so, let me see if, let me see if i can close out wait stop sharing all right so okay so i will go really quickly here to yes um yeah i was i, I was explaining to you that okay chimeras i have two things an article and the video and I'm going to open both and show them to you. Uh, let me 
share my screen. Oh, you disabled the. Oh yeah, here. Oh no, I'll let you. Hold on, let me. Uh, there you <laughs> okay. go. Okay, no worries. Okay, so let's go there. Can you see that? Yeah. All right, so this is an, an article. Lizard or serpent people, lion people, dog people of ancient times. So I'll just give some examples here because you can find many types of, of mixtures of the heads of people with uh, um, the bodies of humans or vice versa. So I start here saying that between 5,400 and 4,200 BC, during the uh, Al-Ubaid period, where in Eridu, Iraq. That was uh, the first the Sumerian, city on earth, was Eridu. Yes, the Sumerian texts speak of Anuna gods coming from the heavens and represented in the form of reptiles or serpents, including the Maya, Aztec, Egyptian, Sumerian. And so what we found out, well, I'm just gonna read here, why reptiles? Enki manifested as half man, half serpent, or as or was represented as a serpent because there were plasma formations seen in comets and planets on glow mode interacting with Earth that resembled flying serpents or dragons. And also the, that's why the crocodile to the Egyptians became sacred and then serpents became sacred. So they looked like these plasma formations which were really scary to people. So that's why they became to represent them. And then at the time, Saturn, which represented Enlil, Neptune, which represented, represented Enki or Ea, or Uranus, which represented Anu. They were also on glow mode and doing these serpentine uh, plasma discharges. So in Ea, Ea's lineage in Iraq was represented by serpents. So you can read this, you can find this in the text, in, in the history. And, and it's also in all arts. the I just like just like it's also in all the books like I know Chris Hardy in the in her book The Wars of the Anunnaki she talks about Enki Enki's sacred serpent knowledge that it was like this divine knowledge that was passed down you know supposedly this was like a good faction of the Anunnas that were fighting for our consciousness like that Enki was a benevolent person I mean do you what do you think or do you think they were all evil? Well, it's, it's, it's speculating, right? It's speculating. Sorry. I, yeah, no, 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 no. Sorry. I, well, I know people don't like to hear this, but I think they all kind of suck because they lie to us. And when you lie to people to get your way, it's not good. I think it's manipulation. So now Enki was fighting with uh, Ia, sorry, Enki Ia was fighting with Elil and their family. And the story goes that Elil wanted to kill humans and Ia said, no, I'm going to save the humans. Well, partially, he didn't save all humans to start with. He only saved some humans because he didn't even have the power to save all humans. He only saved his descendants and he told them how to survive the catastrophes, which is a very different story. 
all the other humans that survived, they survived because they were lucky. They got, they were either in up in, in mountains or in caves and that's why they survived. It wasn't that Enki was picking them up and bringing them to the safe spot. No, 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 not at all. He only saved, that's what you can read on the, in the text. Now, if you make up stories, that's, that's something else. So he, he told Zizurta or Noah, who, who were his descendants. Atrahasis, that's where we get the name Atrahasis in the, yeah. in the Sumerian tablets how to survive. So they would save their bloodline and some of the people that it was their bloodline because they didn't want them to die. Like I said, they wanted them to be alive so they could reign on the other side after the catastrophe. And um, so I don't think they were really, really good. Now they taught, they taught civilization to people and they gave you know all this stuff that we consider good. But they was also together with all the all the bad stuff. So in my opinion, I would have rather be free and not have all the technology than to be in a civilization when you have technology, but you're not free. I would never give up my freedom. I would just prefer just leave me alone. Let me be free and don't tell me what to do. Don't you know, don't charge me. Um, don't make me get permits and taxes and all of these and the never ending story that you can get out of the system. You basically, you cannot plug out of the system. So in that yes, way, you I say, agree. yeah, in that, because we don't have the choice right now that do you, would you like to be in the system or outside of the system? No, I'd they love don't to be outside us. of the system. I hate when they charge me taxes every year. It's every year <laughs> these fucking taxes. Like it's ridiculous. It's like, it's like yeah. they don't get enough money off of us, but then you have to take my income tax too. And then like, if you make money off of like, you know, like some of these like, um, streaming sites they don't take taxes out so then at the end of the year you're always i'm like scrambling i'm like ah, i gotta do this now it's like you know like and and they always make it so you owe more you know what i mean like it's like and, and then if you try to get it's, it's sorry i don't want to bitch about like you no, know no, not, i don't mean to become okay. off it's, wrong. it's not bitching it's just not right so if people if people have stockholm syndrome and think that's cool well then then think that yes then thank enki and all the anunas for being where you are but if you don't like that then i guess there's your answer <laughs> you don't yeah, like we live in the matrix right yeah yeah we're we're forced into a situation where we now some people say well you chose by free will to come here and be this and do this and then you know it's like a mind pretzel well, really, is that really true, though? Who is coming up with that <laughs> with that theory? Are they telling us that so then we don't complain? It's, you know, it's like food for thought. So it's something that we would ne we're not going to know the answer. We can just speculate and try to come up with explanations of why are we here? You know, what am I doing on this uh, prison planet or planet where they, you know, force me to do things that I don't want to do? Um, if you want to see it, look at it that way or a planet, but there's a lot of suffering. Why? Why are we here? Then that's philosophy in another show that, you know, we can go and on and on and talk about why, why that is. But so in my opinion, in my humble opinion, none of them, there's no evil and no good, no evil and good guys when it comes to them. There, there are good, you know, there's not black and white. There could be good, bad, and in between. And, you know, not that all of them are evil, not all of them are good. They are all in between, some good, bad, and in between. I got a but good question for you. I, mm -hmm. I was just thinking about this. Like, do you believe in the genetic manipulation by Enki? And if you do believe in that, what do you think we were before the gene manipulation, if you had to speculate? 
Well, um, according to the text, uh, it says that the humans, the human females, earthlings, were, uh, mm, they were compatible. So I don't think they were monkeys and monkeys at all. And that whole monkey thing has never been proven. I think humans, just like, well, you know, if, they, if we came from monkeys, then there would be no more monkeys. Yeah, because they would have evolved by now. Exactly. Exactly. But and they haven't evolved. Happened. I mean, they do, they do exhibit some weird things that, that seem like they would be like similar to us. Like, you know, the way they, they act and like, you know, like they, when you go to a zoo, you can see that they're like, you know, they're similar to us, but they're not, oh, yes, they don't have the yes. brain capacity. They can't reason or they can't, you know, like they, they, we have intelligence, we have art, we have culture, we have music, we have, I could go on and on for why we're different from them. You know what I mean? Like they don't have any of that and they've never evolved past that. So how could we come from that? It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah, well, that's that's a good point. I think in, in my opinion, I think all animals are amazing and all animals have consciousness and all animals have emotions and have their own e their own uh, intelligence and their own uh, language. Yeah, uh, we don't understand them just because we don't understand them doesn't mean that they're stupid and we are clever. I think that actually we just don't understand them. And yeah, actually, I agree. Yeah. And actually, some animals have the capacity to foretell earthquakes or for foretell or know things that we don't know that we cannot foretell and see coming or they can see auras or they can have you know other um uh, yeah senses that we don't have and other access to information so even mycelia you know trees and plants communicate underground and they pass information and teach each other things and so we we have no idea really what is going on and understand the understanding of nature in my opinion but um so i think that we did not descend from monkeys we were just like there are different species of animals there were there were the, the monkeys and there was humans and it's there has been many different kinds of humans but humanoids already since the blueprint of creation created them i mean that's another question of philosophy when how it's just like it could take like how life started how it developed how it evolved and i was watching a really cool um well i've been watching several documentaries um and theories about dna and water and the information and how that cells that life doesn't come from a cell but it's from the basically from the consciousness that exists in all the ether and plasma and electricity and water carries electricity and memory. So that's how life and DNA appears here and there. So maybe, you know, again, it's speculation and theories. Very cool to think about. But what I think is that um, the, there were some kind of humans, humanoids already on the planet. And these people arrived trying to survive their catastrophe on their planet, which I do agree about that with Sitchin. And then they arrived and they were like, well, this place is pretty cool. You know, it's not that bad. There's a lot of good stuff on, on Earth and they could breathe and they could, you know, be without their astronauts type uh, or whatever kind of uh, traveling um, spacesuits. They could actually live on Earth and they could mate with the Earth Earthlings, with whomever those females were. And, uh, and I've explained this before that when you're RH negative, you cannot have a partner that is an RH positive because the baby will die. 
So it made sense that first the males are each negative Anuna or gods that arrived mated with the females that were RH positive. So that makes sense. Then once they created a hybrid line with males and they could go to be negative, negative. So pure negative blood, even though they were not the original Anunas, then the female goddesses could have intercourse with those males and then they could reproduce. And that's the case of um, Lilith and Adam, I believe, or Lilith and Cain. I can't remember now. No, Cain, no, I can't remember. But I have, I have Gerald's uh, ge <laughs> genealogy table right behind me on my wall. Like, yeah, you know, you he go. has all that in there. He has like, you know, that was one thing Gerald did that was really good. Like, I'm surprised Rex doesn't talk about it more. Like, because um, I know Rex had Gerald on his show many times. Like. Gerald figured all that stuff out. Like he was like, he was on the ball with all that stuff. You know, he, uh, he, uh, he, he knew, uh, he was like you, you know, he, I mean, you're, I would say you're a little bit more advanced than Gerald, but I mean, you know, like, um, sorry, I'll let you play this. Like, no, 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 you can't. I was just going to play it. You can talk. So people can see something while you talk. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Jared, I mean, I would advise anybody to go to, uh, I don't know if we'll have time to watch the whole video, but we can watch. Oh, you know, no, part of course. Of it. Yes, I'm just showing people. This is the. Yeah. Oh, that's the, so interesting. Those were the. That's what they looked like. Like. Well, this is this is the thing. The blue eye gene OCA two appeared on the Black Sea about six to eight thousand years ago. That's how recently it appeared. There was no blue eyes before then. About the same time, the Elohim, the Anuna lords, arrived on Earth, according to you know the the other text and the Bible and the Anamundi uh, creation of the world. So they, they had the blue eyes, as you can see here. And so you have to look at, at evidence that- Alexander um, the Great, yeah. Well, here, this is the dolichocephalic elongated skulls. Now, um, Velikovsky says that they are the descendants of Shem. So Shem is of the line of Noah. He's That's the Noah's first, son, right? Yeah, he's the firstborn of Noah. So then, and then that's what I mean, that's what he says, Velakovsky, and he was really into that whole, you know, he was uh, Jewish himself, the son of a rabbi. So he definitely had some good information there. And um, but I said, you know, there could be also mutations. Anyways, this is really interesting. And then I talk um, like on the other. Um, well, I guess this is going up. This is what you have in Ubaid during the, the period that we were talking about. So this article, it's like a little bit of the video. Then the video, I, I did more. I, I went like further and expounded on these. But basically, it was a 52,000 BC or yes, 5,200, 5,200, sorry, 5,400 to 4,200 BC. So that's when Enki was represented by the lizard and serpents and that's why you have these these chimeras but they're they're not real they are representing his his um i mean they're real i mean they're real figurines but they're representing enlids or a sorry eas lineage in iraq and then um and the fish the fish you know on the fish the pope with their fish hats and the dogon and talking about marduk marduk would be Enki's son and Marduk became the the um, sole 
kind of like dictator around 2100 or 1500 BC. Like, you know, he started little by little, but by 1500, he was like the sole um, main, um, you know, king of the hill of earth, allegedly. And then um, that's when you see the, the Marduk and the Amun-Ra and Amun, and you're right, he's supposed to be where, um, well, the one who we pray to, you know, the Amen is for Amun. And so that's kind of scary, <laughs> but the church, yeah. the church, you know, the, they would be the ones um, doing this, uh, choosing the Catholic church. So we have here some examples of the same goddess. This is a head of a lion. This is Tanit, the goddess Tanit. Here they put her with the head of a woman and the body of a lion but it's Tanit, and Tanit was the Carthagian queen. She lived and goddess, and I also have some videos about her with, they show her tome with a dove in her hands, and 1600 BC, that was her timeline, and there was catastrophes between Venus and Earth, so she was also representing Venus planet Venus, which has come many times close to Earth and caused many problems. So she was shown like a lion headed woman, then St. Christopher, who was a Canaanite giant, who was a Nephilim. That means he was born from the lineages of both uh, Seth and Cain's intermarriages of their, you know, descendants, they intermarried, that's the Nephilim, that's what we know as the Nephilim. So he was one of the Nephilim. He was depicted as a man with a dog of a uh, with a head of a dog. It's called Cynocephalus, and that would be this guy here. Yeah. And anyways, you can always go to the. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. You can zoom in, zoom out, and an Odyssey. So I have like a blog on Odyssey. If people care to check the channel, you have all your videos on there too, right? Yes, I removed them from YouTube just because I was upset that they were um, they were kind of censoring everyone. And I said, well, I'm going to go. And, you know, I didn't want them to censor me. I didn't like those, like, you know what they do underneath each video. They put a fact, like they, they said, Anunnaki. Who are the Anunnaki? And then they tell you according to Wikipedia. Yeah, <laughs> which is, I don't like that. It's not reliable at all. It's all propaganda. Anyways, so I have them in an Odyssey. So here's again Tanit as a lioness, a woman, and here's that other um, the lizard-headed female figurines, and this is a little make it larger. Anyways, uh, here they tell you the story of who Saint Christopher was, so you can read about it. And uh, here's a goddess Tanit representation of. You know, this is, look at this flower, it's like a flower, um, and that's a comet. So I think my theory is that those wrist watches that they call of the Anunas, they have something very similar. It could be both representing a planet, that they are embodying the planet. Um, I don't know, it could be some, also some kind of technology, maybe, maybe, you know, they could, they, maybe they could talk to each other or do something to communicate. Uh, I don't know if it was a weapon, really, because that would be kind of weird, you know. I think there's other ways that the weapons would be, but I thought that was interesting. And also, um, it represents that could represent a bloodline, 
Um, so here are some examples of the Saint Christopher and Saint Stephen. So you would say, well, was this person really, did he really have the head of a, a dog? No, not at all. It was just a, it was just a symbol of the lineage. And here's again the goddess Tanit. Look how cool this hairdress is. That is really cool. And it looks just like the Hopi women. They do this hairdress just like that, just like Tanit. So they were inspired or maybe worshiping her around that time as well. Here's Tanit. Again, she's a woman, shown as a woman. So that's basically my, let me, that's my message here that um, they, and in this video, I also talk about Verosus and he's, well, here I, I go into the, yeah, into that article. And then I talk about Verosus and what he, when he talks about the mutations, mutations and hermaphrodites, well, Diodorus talks about hermaphrodites, but that's another subject. <laughs> that's a big subject. But you know how sometimes people say that humans before the gods were hermaphrodites, hermaphroditic? Well, I have a theory about that. It's not necessarily that that happened, but there was mutations and there was, hermaphrodites have always existed, by the way. And that's very different than the tranny thing, but that, we'll leave that for another uh, conversation. But one is, uh, here talks about Babylon. This is Barossa's story of creation and the different creatures that came about. And was Oannes Enki? Do you think Oannes was Enki? Yes, definitely. That's what Jason from Archaics thinks too. He think, I, he, I think he says that, okay, Oannes was Enki. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. well, you can go by the timeline and seeing that, you know, he was a fish, he was represented by the fish and um, the fish was also represented by, by Enki. And then, um, here, here, there was a time in which there existed nothing but darkness and the abyss of water, wherein resided most hideous beings, which were produced of a twofold principle. There appeared men. I don't know if this is working here. Yes, men. Well, here, here's an example. Well, this is from 1513. There were mutations. This looks like, now you would think, oh my gosh, who did this? Who did this? Was it the Anunas? doing experiments with people, not here. There was a lot of cosmic radiation entering, but, um, but they also do experiments, right? So it's hard to tell now what's going on, but there were some freak, uh, some freak things happening since back in history. So here, look at this one here. It's like, what the heck is that? Now, something important. Oh my important. God, that's strange. <laughs> something mm. important. To, to know is that they would also represent the planets that were causing problems on Earth, catastrophes, they would represent them like monsters. And this was a monster. This is a monster. And then they would put the head, you see the head, he has a head like on his butt. <laughs> Donkey yeah. face with breast and then a face and then the, and another face. He has here. different legs. He has like a chicken leg and a pig hoof. And a donkey, yeah. So they would also say this is people, like they would blame a king or a queen, like Queen uh, Marie Antoinette. She was portrayed as a monster as well. And so they would be blamed as well for causing the catastrophe. So that's what this is. This is not, this is not a, a monster that was born. No, this is, although there could be also weird things happening with people, 
this uh, was that, you know, they were saying the monster and the heavens, that was the planet. And then they put the face of the king, this, you know, they did this and did that. It was a total monster, but it's because of the way they look. So they would combine and confuse things. It's, it's convoluted information here, but I just wanted to point that out. And then the morphic field was disrupted due to radiation and electricity. And, the, you know, the morphic field, uh, Rupert Sheldrake talks about this. This is how information is spread and the DNA. And um, if there is noise or disruption, then um, life can become weird and temporarily create monsters. But then it will revert back to its blueprint, to its original group blueprints so right now they're doing experiments with everything on on the planet with people animals and plants they say that scientists say that it takes three generations for it to revert back to its original uh, blueprint of creation of life anyways so so here goes a little bit you know i, I cover different things but i talk about the the story of verosus which is really interesting and the mutations and the monsters that they were created. And then I decoded with the electric universe and the history of catastrophism. So that's Marduk. Um, so yes, I mean, do you have any other questions? No, that's I, 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 I we could just tell everybody where they can find you and, uh, and, uh, and, and thank you so much. This was awesome. This was, this was really good. This was, uh, I, I, I need to have you, I have to do another show, but I need to have you come back on for uh, part two of this because this was so interesting this was awesome this was sure. really interesting yeah my pleasure okay well thank you for having me and thanks everyone for listening much love yeah and wh where, where can people find you if they want to um uh, odyssey get, and in my website which you can please put a link so they yeah. can click it's uh mythos well they'll get to it it's also in every single um video and most articles on odyssey yeah, and if people just look up Tess Clark Mythos Dakota, they can find you really easy, right? Yes. Okay. And I'll just put the use, links in the description. Yes, use DuckDuckGo and Brave browser. I recommend for better finding me <laughs> so I don't get censored by Google. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Because the censorship's real. It's, it's crazy. But all right. Thanks, Tess. I'll see you next time. All Thank right. you.